listening to the Yukon Chi Alpha podcast. We're so happy to offer you sermons, interviews, and just spiritual content to help you grow closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions and fractions, and envy and drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking envying each other, provoking and envying each other. So in a state of prayer, I'm going to read that one more time slowly. Um, You can close your eyes. I'm only going to read the second half of it because it was a lot of scripture. This is from Galatians 5, 13 through 26. So I'll read it again slowly. And just draw yourself attention to what the Spirit of God is doing in you as you hear the scriptures. And then this is also where our message is coming from. But immerse ourselves in what the Spirit of God is doing in the scriptures as we come out of the worship time and do a little bit of a prayerful reading um, and then I'll pray us out of that time so the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity 
and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfless ambition, selfish ambition, dissensions and fractions. and envy, and drunkenness, and orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, or envying each other. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for I thank you for what you're already doing in our hearts. As you're both speaking truth and love into places that we need to be spoken to in those things. As I as we go forth in the service and we share a little bit from this from this passage, Lord, may your may your grace be with us. May you be in the world and may you help us to see how we can use this to impact our world and how you're in us and us are and we are in you um, open our ears to hear what you would have to say to us in your holy name amen so that's a little different but i don't know if you guys noticed today we have a, we do have a new president of the united states um who happened to be a, a, a vice president of the united states mine's blown right and um and so Evidently, he has, he has, I like big dogs. You guys know that. Um, you guys heard about my big fat dog that went to freedom last week. 
and she might come up again this week. We'll see. But um, but we I you know we have we have a big uh, shepherd, and evidently Biden has two German shepherds, one named Major, and the other one named Champ or Chase or Chief Chief I think Chief. Um, yeah, I don't know about Biden's politics, but I do know that I like the man that he has dogs like that. I always like he's just like seems like a fun guy to have dogs like that. I don't know if you heard this week, but this week, um, Biden's German Shepherd Major nipped a Secret Service agent on the hand. That is some funny stuff right there, right? Um, and it says, I'm reading you a direct quote from CNN. No skin was broken, said the official who, delivered, who described the injury as exceedingly or extremely minor. The agent continued to work that day and has continued to work since then. And the official said um, the White House medical unit had handled the incident um, in press conference. Sorry, you don't need to read that part. That the, no further treatment was needed. They said that the dogs are still getting a, uh, acclimated and accustomed to their new surroundings and new people. So, um, you know, we just read about like all this stuff from Paul saying we shouldn't have discord and disunity and like be biting each other. Right. You said that up there. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. I just think maybe Major needs to read read Paul. That would be, you know, pretty helpful for him. Um, but what I think it does show us is right. Like dogs, like animals have a way of, of showing us a little bit about ourselves. Um, if you've ever had animals, you know, like they're pack animals and like so especially german shepherds right so there's two types of animals that when when we're afraid animals especially dogs do one of two things they either defend their pack the fight method right or they or if you've seen little like wiener dogs they bark a lot and then they run away as soon as the thing gets close right because they don't want to they know they can't mess with that and they want to run away in fear and so clearly for whatever reason um major was afraid of the secret service agent Maybe it's because he's German Shepherd and they're kind of they're kind of bred to protect. Whatever reason, he was a little afraid, and he was just saying, "My dog used to do this too. My dog doesn't nip anybody anymore." When he was a puppy, he would nip and be like, "No, no, no, you stay away from my people." And he would also nip at our kids and like try to herd them around the house, which was hilarious. Uh, nipping at their heels and Emma and Addison like running, and he, he thought it was a big game. He also chased our neighbors a lot. Because they didn't know not to run from the big dog that was running at them. And so he would th think it was a game. And he would just, Judah would take off after them with a waggy tail and barking. But they see a 100-pound animal running at them that looks like a wolf. And so the 8-year-old boy is screaming and running down the road. So dogs are, but that's like us, right? We're, we're kind of in these kinds of ideas that we will, um, I think sometimes in, in the church and in, in society, if we've seen that this year, we have nipped and bitten each other, Right? Because we're sometimes when we're afraid, we, we do things that we're not proud of. And we like, man, it's just so easy to, to react in some in some ways, especially on Twitter where no one can see us. I I've got I have I'm guilty of getting into Facebook wars about guns. Um, I'm guilty of it. So <clears throat> we just need to know that like that happens at times and we all do that. Right. Um, I just think it's. I just think this dog's so cute, and I hope he gets to go back to the White House. There was rumors that he got banned, but evidently it's not true. Um, so, yeah, that's that's dogs, right? So my dog Liza would do the same thing, only she would pretty much just run because she was fat. <laughs> that's just what she did. Um, but anyway, it's neither here nor there. So let's look just real quickly. 
as you think about biting each other, what are we going to do and how are we going to walk through this, right? The key part that I think is understandable is, is this. Whether you're someone who runs from fear in times that are hard or whether you're somebody like Major who wants to say, no, 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 get out of my face, stay away. Paul is saying to us in verse 14, how we react, we don't react out of flesh, but we, sub, sorry, verse 13, we serve one another in humility and love for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. So one thing we cannot do is bite and devour each other. So we have to find a, what we're learning here in, in Galatians here is, again, Paul has been walking them through stuff, and now he's getting to the practical ways that the gospel we live in, right? He's getting to this place of like saying, when we live in this gospel, this is why we don't need the, the law anymore, because we're living with Christ in us. Again, Colossians 1.26, I think it says, Christ in me, hope of glory, right? If Christ is in us, then there should be a substantial difference, and we should no longer need the law. There is a difference between nipping and biting. That is true, but he didn't bite him. Um, but there is a big difference between nipping and biting. But but the thing is here is that when we're a lot of times like we allow our fear, and then we're we're we're, we're sitting on here, and we're we're focused on this idea of like, well, you didn't do that right, and I want you to do it right, and we we start invoking our own justice into situations. And we do that often out of fear. And so all, all I'm calling us to is to simply say that what would it look like to live the way Jesus called us to? Again, love your neighbor as yourself comes from Deuteronomy. It's something that Jesus quoted often when asked about how did you get into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus would often say, well, often he asked the question back, what does the law say? And then someone would say, well, the law says that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, might, strength, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right? And so Jesus, they would quote back the law. And Jesus would then say, you, you're right. You are correct. That is, that is what you should do. And so what does it mean to love your neighbor as yourself? Right? What, what, what does that mean? How does, it, how, does it, how does it walk? How do we walk in a way that we're going to do that? And I would say this. I would say it means that we have to allow the spirit of God that's in us to live through us. There's, there's partially like it's partially us acting into Christ, acting into our neighbor, but it's also partially us just allowing what's already happening to happen. And Paul is kind of he's laying out the course that this is what it means to be saved by grace through faith with the Spirit of God living in you. And so if we just kind of walk this through, um, I don't have I really just have just this section of scripture today because I just feel like it's so good. Um, I might quote some stuff from memory as I go through it, but. I just feel like this is so good as just a, where we're at in our society that I just wanted to spend some time in it. And if you look here, it says, um, so I walk by the spirit and you will not, <clears throat> and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are you are not under the law. So what is Paul saying there? A couple things that you're not going to get unless you're Jewish from the scripture. It's a direct reference back to the Old Testament and to the Exodus. And so when, when um, the, the, the Israelites are led to the desert by a fire by night and a cloud by the day, they were walking with God. 
um, by doing that, right? And so this is a direct reference back to that time of being like, our, every step we take should be with God. So the, how this applies to the first section there about loving your yourself and not biting each other is simply this. Often when I bite others or nip at others or whatever it might be, right? I am not in walking with God. I'm my own fleshly desires of my false self are coming out in those moments. And I'm just not thinking. I'm not aware. I'm not aware of myself and I'm not aware of God. Right. And so when we, when we allow the spirit of God to live through us, it puts us in a place where we are no longer in conflict with, with each other. We're no longer in internal conflict and we're no longer in conflict with other people. Now, this is not to say that conflict is not biblical or bad. Well, this, is, this is not how Paul is using that in that Greek word there. This is like ungodly conflict. Sometimes we need to confront others about things that they're doing wrong or poorly, right? But that's done with, the, as Paul says in Corinthians, with love, right? This is like what he was talking about before about devouring each other. So we should be unified as, as our Father and, and, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are unified. And we're unified into them through Christ. And so we're unified to each other through Christ and through the Holy Spirit. And so when we're in, when we're walking with the Spirit, can you, it's like a, the, the image here is that God is leading you throughout your day. In the same way he led the Israelites through the desert. I'm walking with God throughout my day. Some practical ways of doing that that the, 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 then will help us to not to lead to the places of sin in our life is um, I think this is again we've talked about this before in our real responsibility stuff, right? Some place to pause in the day for 20 or 30 minutes and read scripture is a is a is a big part of learning how to, to discern the Holy Spirit throughout my day. Another another great place just practically to do that um, is having pauses in my day for prayer. This can be just, I would say, just start with two minutes of silence. So midday, just find a place on the bus if you're on the bus or you're at work and you have a break and just sit in silence. No music know anything and just to be alone with my own thoughts and just but acknowledging God in that and saying God I want you to speak into me I want to feel your presence and then having some kind of end of the day routine it doesn't have to be much it doesn't have to be a big deal but just some something where you are maybe reading a little bit of a psalm before you go to sleep and you're saying some prayers maybe and then find and that might be a place for me that's where I do my intercessory prayers so that's where I pray for others because I have some time at the end of the day to pray for others and so that's a place where I can do that um, I also pause at meals and pray and pray for others as well. There's just like, whatever you're going to do, put your, put some, put some, not, I don't like the word guardrails because when we hit a guardrail, it means we're usually too late, but put some rhythms in your life that allow you in the same way when you like, um, if you know anything about music in the same way, when you read sheet music, right, it shows you what to do, where to go. It shows you the rhythm of the piece. And sometimes it's the same idea of that. It's like, if I can put some rhythms in my life, it allows me to pay attention to what God's doing around me. And then I'm, I'm leading, I'm, I'm allowing him to lead me. I'm listening for the voice of the Holy spirit to make me, let me take those steps so that I'm not going to where my flesh wants to go. Now we are all different. We all have different places of flesh desires. And so you, as you read those scriptures in the quiet time, there were probably definitely some that jumped out to you. They're not going to jump out to somebody else. Whether you're like, yep, that's where I struggle. I'm going to go there first, right? As those lists of the flesh. Um, but here's the, here's the key thing to understand about those lists of the flesh. They're your fallen nature and they're, they're, they're the easiest to get to, right? It's so much easier to go to places of, 
of uncontrolled anger or jealousy or discord or hatred. Um, I, I mean, I'm not, I've never struggled with witchcraft, but maybe somebody out there has today. Um, I don't know, but, um, there, but it's easier to go to places that are easy where, where there is, um, pleasure that is involved and, or you get power out of it. The works of the flesh are about our power and our pleasure. And when we put our power and pleasure above God's power and pleasure, that's really what sin is. It's when I make myself my own God. And if you read that list, it's all about my own God. It's all about I'm becoming my own God. Um, and something, something to just clarify here, just as from a, a side note on all of this, if you look in verse 21, where it says, envy, drunkenness, and orgies, that's a very specific thing. Those three things, envy obviously is very specific. That's like when I'm looking sideways at somebody else and what they have, right? But but the drunkenness and orgies, is he's, he's referring to Greek parties that are happening in these cities that are based around worship and idolatry. And so it's not just partying, right? It's it's partying with with drunkenness and sexual activity all happening in the public square. So it's all happening out, out in the open and being celebrated for the purpose of worship. So the people are getting drunk using drugs, um, having sex with each other, all for the purpose of worshiping foreign gods. So it's, it's an idolatry in addition to that of not just, that's why it's separate from where you see sexual immorality. Um, those are those things are separated there because in Paul's eyes and in God's eyes, although there's there's things that are coming together that are similar in those situations. You can't see my hands, but I'm doing like this. Similar in those situations, like they're not the same thing. Um, and when you read that list, right, that that was a human condition two thousand years ago, and it's a human condition today. And when you walk across a college campus, you are you like. We see, you guys know that these things exist for different reasons than they existed then, right? Our, we've grown and we're, we're different because we are products of our culture. But our culture still says, I just heard it today in a video, I, this idea of live my truth, right? That's my truth. The problem is, is that my truth will always lead me to places eventually that that are not that are not actually holy. They're not actually good. They're not actually just, because the, there will always be a selfish bent towards anything I do. That's my truth. It'll be about me. And God's calling us to a higher place in that by allowing the Spirit of God to live through us. And when you read the list of the uh, the fruits of the Spirit, um, in, in verse twenty-two, it's just so beautiful. It says, "But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy." Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are not just the fruit of the Spirit, but they're also the attributes of Christ. Like, that's who your God is. So you might be able to live, you might be able to be patient sometimes, right? But how long are you going to be able to do that if you do it on your own accord? If you're like me, not very long. I'd struggle with that one. Um, you might be able to be loving sometimes. You might be able to have joy sometimes. Um, but how do you have joy in the midst of chaos and pain and everything around you? Right? Like, our joy is, is based around honestly, it's actually kind of, a lot of times it's based around superficial things. And the joy that is in this is this deep understanding. It's, it's more than a happiness that we're being talked about here. 
And I don't know how we can have that kind of joy on our own. I, don't, I just don't think it's possible. Pay, uh, kindness. One of the things I hear, always hear, about, I hear parents say a lot to kids, right, is be nice. But you know what? Nice, nice is actually cruel. Because sometimes being nice means I'm not going to tell you something you need to hear that's going to make you a better person or take you to the next level, right? Because I'm being nice. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I need to be kind. Christ is kind. He's not nice to us. He's kind to us. He lovingly takes us from where we were in the Mick and the Murray, the list of junk in 19 and 20 that we've all been in, right? And he takes it and he says, no, 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 this is who you really are. You live, when the Spirit is in you, you live with love, joy, peace, and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Sorry, it's from a kid's song that I lead every summer at family camp. Um, I can give you the whole thing in a little bit. It's awesome. But, um, the, right, like the idea here is like you need to live in this kindness. And the only way you're going to get that kindness is to allow Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to walk with you day by day. Because, and it's, so you might be confused here, because I was at first, right? Against such things, there is no law. Like he's, what he's saying is, is he's saying no law in that the law points us to, the law points us to our sin, and Christ takes, our, takes us and puts us in a place of righteousness through the cross and resurrection. So our sin's important as we just sit here and Lent, right? Because we need to understand ourselves and, where, and just what we're doing and how we think and why we think that way. And people who are not differentiated, who don't understand the things that they do subconsciously, because this sin nature that's in us is subconscious. It drives us. Um, it is our natural state of being. It is unnatural. It's supernatural to serve Jesus, right? And so we need to be able to say, how do I live in the spirit and not in the flesh? And sometimes, to be honest with you guys, sometimes it can be very confusing if you've been in church a long time, where that is, because you, you have all of your, you have all the law things down, right? You don't do all the, all the bad sins, right? As I heard this week from somebody on campus, I don't do the bad sins like murder. Okay, well, that's great, bro. Um, well, <laughs> welcome to like most of the world doesn't murder people, right? That's like a bare minimum standard that we have right now. Um, but, but we have to understand that the law just points us to those things, but the grace of Christ allows us to live in a freedom that is, is different. And, and the, really the characters of Christ are what the fruit of the spirit are. And so the characters of Christ come out of us in these places of kindness and those things. And so, again, verse 24 is so beautiful, right? Those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified, have crucified the flesh with the passions and desires. And since they now live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited. So here's the crucial thing here. When you came to Christ, when I came to Christ, we crucified our flesh and we said, you know what? I'm no longer slave to the law. I'm no longer slave to my understanding of God. I'm going to walk in this place of freedom. But sometimes, like we, like we did in worship today, right? Sometimes we have to look deep in and we have to go, what do I need to crucify today? What am I flesh needs to be crucified that I've been kind of living into? 
that I need the grace of Jesus Christ to come in there and say, you know what, I need to take this back to you. Even though we're saved once, I'm not saying you get saved every day. I'm just saying that we we go on our, our, our journey with Christ sometimes is, is much more or less like this and much more like this, right? It's up, down, all over the place, in and out, because we're messy people and Christ loves messy people and he lets us walk in. And you can see this with Israel's journey walking us through the desert, walking us through hard places, because he wants us to grow and develop into fully devoted followers of Jesus that look like Christ and smell like Christ and have the, um, the fragrance of the, of the Father on them that will lead others into his presence. Um, and so it's just this beautiful idea here of that, like, I can be crucified with Christ and be risen again with Christ. That's what baptism is about, right? And this other beautiful idea here is that and then he comes back to the thing he started with about Egypt. And he says, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us keep in step. So here's the thing, if you don't remember anything else about today. And then I'll, I, the fruit of the Spirit really is peace, patience, sorry, Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I have to sing it in order to get it right. Um, but it, it really, I do, it's bad. Um, but the, it really, that is what the fruit of the Spirit is. But you, don't, you do not, it's not something that you earn. Right? Remember, this year we've, I've been coming back to John 15 a lot, right? Being grafted in to the vine of Christ. When you are grafted into the vine of Christ, when you pay attention and you water that and you develop that, the fruit of the Spirit comes from paying attention to the Spirit. And so you don't have to earn anything, guys. That's what Paul's saying to them. The, the, the problem is, is that people were coming into Paul, coming into Galatia, coming into Turkey, and they were saying, they were saying, you have to do all these things to earn your way into heaven. And Paul's like, no, you do have to avoid these things. These things will lead you to places you don't want to go. Because these are this is not this this is how we're different from the world. But this is a, a gospel of grace. And God wants to send his spirit into you, and he wants you to walk in the spirit of God. And so finding those places of sacrificing the flesh, but then also living in to what God's doing in you and through you and just paying attention to him and just not trying to get ahead of Christ. That's when we get in trouble. We get in trouble when we go off on our own way and we don't and we get ahead of the pillar of the Holy Spirit who's guiding us and leading us. Or maybe we're maybe he sent us out ahead of him and we're just not listening to his voice. Either way, the shepherd mentality is still there for us. 